Good morning, dear community. So this morning we'll begin with a uh, renunciation of our technology, our phones. And um, as we mentioned Already, this is an opportunity to um, practice equanimity also, to um, work on that tendency to uh, attach to the things that we consider ours, um, the me and mine that we spoke about in the hall yesterday. And also just to say there, there may be important reasons for you to keep your phone. So uh, it's not any less of a practice if, if that's your case. Um, but if you are able to and you wish to, uh, then we want to support you and celebrate you in having some freedom from these devices that are made to be quite addictive. And um, so everything we're doing here is supporting our freedom, including from that kind of addiction. And sometimes, yeah, it's hard to do things on our own. So we're here and we have the chance to support each other as a community in breaking maybe just a little bit, you know, weakening some, some habits. As we were preparing for this, uh, Nalita shared a really uh, powerful story <laughs> of her own experience of this, so I, I thought it would be lovely to, for all of us to hear this. So thank you, Nalita. So I mentioned to you yesterday that I was here at the Forest Refuge for a month-long retreat, November, December. So as we were registering, we were asked to hand over our devices. I didn't. First day, Second day, third day, I knew I was ready. So I handed it over. For me, what was important was to observe the mind with this. What's the mind doing that I cannot immediately give over this device? Of course, I could have given myself a whole lot of um, reasons why I shouldn't. But I knew it was just more than that. The most important learning for me in that process was just to see how addictive this mind can be. It's so vulnerable to 
to attaching, to being identified, to clinging. And it's hard to release from that. And then I notice a, a week after that, oh, there was such a sense of freedom and ease of not having to go into that device. Just the lightness, the freedom. So for me, that was just an important uh, experience of noticing how free we can be when there is the wisdom and the courage to first acknowledge our addictions. Mm, so I'll leave it at that. Thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> and so also just to remind us that this is just for this retreat. <laughs> we'll, we'll get our phone backs at the end. And um, if you need it before the end of the retreat, you can always go to the office and request your phone back. So um, Dara also mentioned... Um, Nakawe Kuebas, a teacher who calls this um, letting go with joy, this practice. Um, so we offer it to you in, in that spirit. And what we'll do is um, uh, we'll just have a one, one direction since we only have the two aisles. So we'll invite those in the first rows when you're ready uh, to stand up first and come this way. You can put your phone into the basket. You can bow if you like to the Buddha, get the support of the Buddha or, or all the, the ancestors, and then you can uh, make your way back to your seat this way. So hopefully that will work more or less. We might need to um, just mindfully make space for each other uh, in the aisles. Also to add that if you haven't brought your phones this morning, you can still participate. You can still come up and symbolically release your phone and, and turn it in uh, to the office later. And also for those that aren't um, participating um, in the act of releasing your phone, you're still part of this ceremony holding space for everyone who is so this is really for all of us. All of us are needed uh, and uh, very much a part of this. So the teachers will be offering a chant, the Brahma Vihara chant, just the words metta, karuna, mudita, upekka. We ask you just to silently uh, receive the chant. Uh, 
and uh, we can begin with uh, whoever is going to to go from the first row or two, and then once you're seated, the next rows can stand up. <clears throat> Metta Karuna Mudita Upeka 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 
Meta Karuna Mudita Upeka Meta Karuna Mudita Upeka Meta Karuna Mudita Upeka Meta Karuna Mudita Upeka Meta Karuna Mudita Upeka Meta Karuna Mudita Upeka Karuna Mudita Upeka Meta 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 Karuna Mudita Upeka Karuna Mudita Upeka Meta Karuna Mudita Upeka Meta Karuna Mudita Upeka Meta Karuna Mudita Upeka Meta Karuna Mudita Upeka 
Meta karuna mudita upeka Meta karuna mudita upeka Meta karuna mudita upeka Meta karuna mudita upeka Meta karuna mudita upeka Meta karuna mudita upeka Meta karuna mudita upeka Meta karuna mudita upeka Meta karuna mudita upeka May the merit of this renunciation ripple out and be of benefit to all beings everywhere. So yesterday we began our instructions with the body and we continue our instructions today with how to stay with our experience in the body in our meditation. So throughout the day we want to be anchoring ourselves in what is happening in the body from moment to moment. And there are three places we can come back to if we find ourselves pulled off into that stream of thinking that is so ever-present and to be expected. So these three places are always there for us because there's always things that can be known in in our awareness. So one is our breathing, another is sound, and another is body sensations. three kinds of anchors where we can rest our awareness or come back to. And 
And so we'll we'll explore each of these. And the idea is to experiment and see which of these is most helpful for you as a place to come back to, to really ground your awareness in. And each of us is different. And so, well, often the instructions are more emphasizing the breath. We know that for some people that's not the most helpful place to bring awareness. Sometimes bringing awareness to the breath makes the breath tight or constricted or anxious. It can bring about those experiences. And so there's always sound, there's always body sensation if breath isn't helpful for you. And I think Dara mentioned this on the first night. The present moment is always there for us. And so these are three doorways to get back into the present moment, to come back to a kind of sanctuary or even a little bit of sanity. Sometimes our thought streams can really be... uh, taking us all over the place. And so we want to come back to something that is real, that's actually here and now. We could also think of the present moment as a a place that will not let us down. We may get disappointed by a lot of things in our life, but the present moment will not let us down and will not abandon us. And so we want to have reliable ways to return to the present moment, to that island of reality in a stormy sea of reactivity and mind-created experience. So, one mindful breath can reunite our body and our mind, can help us integrate ourselves. One moment of being fully aware of a sound, not thinking about the sound, but just directly perceiving, hearing the sound, can Wake us up! Wake us up out of our our dreamy state. One experience of a body sensation, of an itch or of an ache or of a warmth or of a ease 
in a part of our body is enough to reestablish ourselves in the here and now, to come back to being fully alive, to being a free person, no longer caught by our our illusions or caught by the past or running after something in the future. So just one moment, a very short moment of awareness in any of these three anchors can, can break us free. And then it's our choice what we do in the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. We can go back to those that way that our mind wants to pull us back in to the fray where we can say, let me stay grounded in this anchor. Let me keep my attention on my breath or keep my attention on sound or keep my attention on physical sensations. And it's important it's important to know there is something else we can do when thoughts are so compelling and seductive. Suzuki Roshi, the Japanese Zen master, would say, don't be disturbed by your thoughts. So we also don't want to make them into this big deal that I have to get away from, that I have to conquer. But it's good to know there's another place we can go. And, and those are the three anchors. So we don't need to be disturbed by our thoughts, but we have alternatives to just what the mind is, is kicking out very habitually. And so the, the Chinese character for mindfulness has two symbols. The symbol uh, above is the present moment or the now. And the symbol beneath that is the mind-heart. So it means the the mind-heart dwells in the now, dwells in the present moment. And that character for the now, it has a roof-like shape on top. And I always think of it as like a home, as being like a roof. So we're bringing all of ourselves back under one roof. We're recollecting the various parts of ourselves that are dispersed. You know, one part of ourself is at home, one part of ourself is at work, one part of ourself is, you know, wondering about our dog or whatever. And we gather them back under one roof. You know, and so the anchors are ways that we can do that. They're doorways for us to come back home, to come back into the present moment. So we're not. Uh, so lost. So we'll start our practice and I'll offer you uh, each of these ways and you can see which ones, maybe all of them are helpful to you, maybe one is more helpful.
So we'll begin with sound. Bringing awareness to the ears, the physical ears. Knowing even if we can't feel the eardrum, there's a very sensitive mechanism inside of our ear, vibrating, communicating what we are hearing to the parts of our brain that process that auditory information. So tuning in to that sense of what we are hearing in this moment There's the sound of my voice. There are nearby sounds, maybe rustling or the sound of machinery in the hall. They're faraway sounds, maybe cars on the road, or wind in the trees. There are sounds that start and stop, and there are background sounds that may be continuous for some time. quieter we get inside, the more we may perceive subtler sounds like the sound of our breathing. the spaciousness where maybe there's not much sound and we can notice that too the silence So we can notice how sounds arise, how they endure for whatever length of time and then they pass away.
just like our thoughts, just like all phenomena. The landscape of sound is constantly changing. There's always something to be known. And the idea is to be with whatever sounds are arising as fully as we can, to meet them as if we're hearing them for the first time. So rather than getting caught up in a story about the sound or trying to figure out where the sound is coming from, or what it is, or why it's making that sound, to just allow the sound to land in our consciousness in as unfiltered a way as possible. Just sound, just awareness of sound. And if a whole lot of thoughts come up around that sound, and then noticing that. Oh, here's thinking about the sound. That's different from simply being with the sound. So every time we get pulled into whatever stream of thinking, we can return to knowing sound. So we'll practice this for a few moments quietly.
The second anchor is body sensations. Knowing what is happening in the body from inside, from outside. So from outside we can feel the that subtle feeling of our clothing on our skin, the temperature of the air on the skin that's not covered. Then there are experiences of pressure, of contact, of temperature, hot, cold. And that inner experience of aliveness. Just like, how do you know that you have feet? What does that feel like to, to feel your feet with your eyes closed, not looking at them? What does the back of your head feel like? from inside. Or the bowl of your pelvis. So here we can attune to the constantly shifting array of sensations. The swallowing of saliva. The gurgling in the belly after a meal. The tingling down the legs or the itching or the way a part of our body is starting to fall asleep or beginning to ache or feeling tension or releasing tension, experiencing ease, the feeling of a knot in a muscle or some place of the body that feels inflamed or in pain. Some sensations are more acute or more predominant and some sensations are more subtle. So we can Give our awareness to the more predominant sensations. Again, as with sound, doing our best to simply know what's arising rather than create a story about it. have 
a judgment about it. And if we do create a story or feel whatever judgment, we can simply know that as well. And just recognize how that is distinct from awareness of the sensation itself. Bare attention. Mere awareness. So a few moments now to just be with the play of physical sensations in silence. So whenever the mind carries you off, you can return and inquire what physical sensation is here to be known. So the third anchor is awareness of our breathing 
So we can notice the flow of the in-breath, the air coming in through the nose, and the flow of the out-breath, how the air exits the nose, the nostrils. You may notice the air is cooler when we inhale and warmer, maybe moist as we exhale. We may notice as we breathe how the air is felt in the throat. And then in the lungs, how the lungs expand with the inhale and contract with the exhale. We may experience how the diaphragm makes space for the lungs to expand, that muscle just beneath the lungs. And when we exhale, the diaphragm returns to its place. You may notice the movement in the belly how the belly expands with the inhale and retracts with the exhale. We may notice movement in the shoulders, in the back, in other parts of the body, even our pelvic floor, how all of these places respond to the rhythm of the breath. to simplify is just to notice where you feel the breath most easily between the nose, the lungs, and the belly. Which of these places is the easiest for you to feel the rhythm of your breathing? And for some, it may be the whole length of the breath journey from the nose all the way down to the belly with the inhale and from the belly all the way up and out the nose with the exhale. So you can also 
Feel the whole journey of the breath. But if one of those three places is most clear for you, just bring your awareness there to the nostrils, to the chest, or to the belly. Just feel the inhale and exhale in that place. This sensation of rising, falling, or in and out can be a reliable place to return to when your mind wants to carry you away. The breath is always there, and each breath is unique. We haven't breathed that breath before, and we won't breathe that breath again. So wherever you are bringing your attention to the breath, you may also begin to notice that at the top of the inhale, there's a little pause before the body naturally exhales. And at the end of the exhale, there's a little pause before the natural inhalation that follows. So you can bring awareness to every point along the way of the breath journey. In 
slight pause out slight pause not changing your breath not forcing your breath but accompanying your breath befriending your breath getting closer to it to really pay attention to it and learn from it. So we'll practice in silence for a little while, just following the rhythm of the breath. Just noticing which of these anchors is most helpful for you and that could change. And whichever one it is, you can let that be your your way of coming home to yourself in the sits, in the walking also today. You can also bring awareness of your breathing into your walking practice. You can bring awareness of your body sensations, that contact between the soles of the feet and the floor. You can bring attention to sounds in your walking, even in your eating, in your resting practice. You can just still notice um, if one of these anchors is um, a helpful place to come back throughout the day.
So a few announcements. Um, uh, there are some notes on the board for some of you. Please do check the board. Uh, the office needs to, uh, to reach some of you. Uh, also, when you leave a note, please sign your name um, so we can respond to you. It's a very deep practice of emptiness to leave a note with no name. <laughs> deep equanimity, but, but we'd like to respond to you, so um, sign your name. Also today we start our affinity sits. So we'll have a sit at 6.15 tonight for those who identify as BIPOC, Black Indigenous People of Color. And this is for those who identify as BIPOC, and it is a space to do the same thing that is happening in the hall, to sit in silence, but to have that sense of support and solidarity with each other. You're welcome to attend, and you're welcome not to attend. It's not uh, mandatory in any way. Uh, Tomorrow there will be an LGBTQIA affinity sit at the same time. So we'll alternate days. And that will happen in room M200, which is at the top of the stairs um, in the foyer and then all the way down the hallway. It's a larger sitting room. One of the teachers will be there to start each of these sits today and tomorrow. And then uh, there are office hours today. Um, There's just one person in the office today, so they ask if you can really respect the office hours and just come in uh, during the time that the office is open. Uh, That is 9.15 to 10 this morning and 3.15 to 4 this afternoon. And those hours are posted And finally, there is mindful movement, uh, which will be split by last name. So alphabetically, the first half of the group will will go uh, this morning and then the second half this afternoon. So check the board to see um, uh, which, which time is for you. So the two mindful movement sessions, one is at 9.15, so right after this in the hall below, and the other is at 10.45, so it's also in the morning. And what is in the afternoon is the accessible movement um, in chairs. Anything else? Okay. So we wish you... A very good day of practice, and uh, take care. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash 
donate.